I was introduced to an artist recently named John Aldridge. Someone had posted a copy of his painting called Winter. As a lad, I ventured into places like his painting suggested, sometimes alone, sometimes in company. In our rucksacks would be a can of beans, a small cooking pot, some waterproof matches, a jackknife, half a loaf of white bread, sometimes a can of pop, but often not. A scoop of snow would do for our thirst if we needed it. We'd wade through the deep snow as there was rarely a path into a bush like that one. We'd find a spot out of the wind and stop at a small clearing, like the one to the right of the tree on the left of the Aldridge painting. It was kept clear by the tree, and the grass would be dry and made for a decent place to sit. Dropping our packs, we'd collect bits of wood and build a fire, eventually heating our beans, dangling the pot at the end of a stick over the open flame, and then we'd have our lunch. Our running noses, a constant, dealt with by employing the back of our hand. We discussed the twelve-year-old matters of the day. We might eventually climb a tree. But more often than not, we'd carry on to see what else there was to see. It was a bear went over the mountain lifestyle. No supervision. Nature opened to us in ways she wasn't when things were all organized. We were free. I can feel this day that is the painting winter to my core. John Aldridge was born in 1905 in Woolwich, in England. He was educated at Uppingham Public School and read classics at Corpus Christi College, Oxford, where he was also good at games, particularly rugby. He received no formal art training, and after graduating from Oxford in 1928, he settled in London with excursions to Paris, and Germany, and Italy, and Majorca. His first exhibition in London was the Seven and Five Society exhibition in 1931, following an invitation from his friend Ben Nicholson. His other friends in London included poets Ruthven Todd, John Benjamin, and lifelong friend Robert Graves. John Aldridge arrived in a place called Great Bardfield in 1933, moving into Place House, it was called, along with his partner, Lucy Brown, a rug and fabric designer, and they also brought along plenty of cats. Place House was an Elizabethan house dating from 1564 in the outskirts of the village. It had an odd little attic up irregular steps and its own chapel. Central heating and the bath were installed, and Aldridge and Lucy commenced mending and painting the house. The large garden had a run. It was wild and Aldridge and his friend named Bowden, who was a keen gardener, set to work creating the most beautiful garden featured in many of his paintings. Aldridge started to paint in oils of great, oil scenes of Great Bardfield, deriving inspiration from his locality, and he once wrote, a painter, like a poet, selects subject matter because it seems vital to him. Well, the painting winter is vital to me. Betjeman wrote, his paintings are consistent, impervious to fashion, and cheerfully representational. He belongs to the English tradition of local pastoral artists. He likes painting upturned earth, plowed fields, and mild landscapes. He's also the gardener's artist. But I keep going back to winter. There's really nothing mild about it. 
sort of wild. Tame, maybe a little bit. But the stand of trees that's there, it's in a, a bit of a valley. Big trees and there's bushes. It's a mishmash. There's snow. Lots of snow. And only the other animals would go down into such a place. Maybe a deer, where we made our fire, would settle to sleep, feeling a little bit protected and out of the weather somewhat. Or a fox. Or any other animals that are up all winter. Maybe even there are mice and shrews and warrens, rabbits, beneath the ground. Just when I watch it, when I look at it, it is a place that I do know to my core. And while Aldridge was painting England, he could have easily been painting one of the places that I hiked to when I was young. A place that held a certain mystery. It was also comfortable. And it was away, as I said, from authority. From those who were trying to organize us all. Help us along. Show us the path. What would burn us and what would make us happy. Really, that clearing, that little bush, it made me happy and it also made my friends happy. It wasn't ours. We didn't own it. We were just visitors, travelers through. Uh, it's taken a long time to get back to that, too. We tend to want to own things. When it's a bit of a lark, considering we're only here for a short time, we don't really own anything. There's something about that painting, Winter, I keep coming back to ever since I've seen it. It really is something really is a great reminder. So I wrote that little story and someone commented and said when they looked at the painting they, they thought it was depressing but then after reading my story it set them off on a conversation about when they were young. All a matter of perspective I guess. Anyway, Aldridge he married Lucy in 1940 when he signed up to join the war effort. And he was attached to the British Intelligence Corps as an officer interpreting aerial photographs. He served in Italy and in North Africa. After the war, Aldridge painted the builders repairing a bomb-damaged brick house. In 1949, he became assistant at the Slade School and was made an associate of the Royal Academy in 54 and a full member two years later. Starting in 49, Aldridge taught at the Slade School of Fine Arts of University College London under the realist painter Sir William Coldstream. He divorced from Lucy in 1970, marrying Norwegian Gretel Cameron, the widow of his poet friend Norman Cameron. In 1980, on Aldridge's 75th birthday, London's New Grafton Gallery held a ret retrospective of his work. Thanks to the notoriety of the artists, the draw to the village continues to this day, a testament to the love of the artists. Aldridge was the one artist to stay living in the village for 50 years until he passed away in 1983, his wife Gretel having died a few months earlier. But his painting, Winter,
can breathe it. I can feel it. Lovely.